Hello everybody, and welcome to this Monday edition of Straight Outta Cloyne 2.0. With me, your host, of course, Joseph Dylan Turrell, reporting to you from a slightly different location from normal, and I have to say, I'm actually loving it. So, normally I record from the absolute kingdom of my bedroom, but now I'm recording in the kitchen. And that mightn't sound like a big difference, like I'm in the same house, and you might be thinking... Okay, wow, you've literally moved about fucking 12 steps from where you normally are. Yeah, but you know what? I just feel a bit more... I don't know, I feel a bit more free. I feel a bit more relaxed in here as well. I don't know what it is. I think there's this weird thing when it comes to bedrooms, where it's like... It's where we spend... It's where you spend a lot of your free time. You know, or like a lot of a lot of your me time, I think, is, is, is where... That's, that's normally the room you spend it in. But, uh... Due to some circumstances that I won't get too deeply into, but uh, I suppose I can explain a little bit. Uh, I've currently got an empty house for the next few days, and I've been in an empty house for the last... Well, yeah, since... Uh, so I'm recording this on Sunday. I've been here by myself pretty much since Thursday. And, uh, yeah, like, it's been kind of weird getting used to it. And I just feel like, you know, like, I've moved the streaming up to the living room as well. So when I stream on YouTube, I'm actually streaming from the living room now and not the bedroom. And... It just feels a bit more, I don't know, I feel a bit more free. I don't know what it is. I just, like, you know, it's like we're moving on up in the world. But, uh, no, I've, I've, uh, I've definitely been making the best of what was a bad situation. So, as a lot of you will know, I live with my grandmother. And, unfortunately, my grandmother was having some, uh, a few issues as of late. And, uh, it was quite worrying. But, thankfully, she is getting past those issues. And there is no need to worry. She is, uh, doing absolutely brilliant she's getting all the care she needs and she should be home in the next few days which is great but i said fuck you know to you know to kind of just make a bit of an experience of it i'm just gonna start doing things in different rooms and yeah i said the podcast should be no different so doing the podcast here in the kitchen and i feel i feel great i feel like i've actually got a lot more space if anything this has kind of made me realize i badly need to get a new setup for for the podcast and for streaming because it's very cramped down below uh like this is an old house this is a very very old house and it's definitely something that uh is due a bit of renovation and it's something i've actually spoke about with my nan we've both talked about extending on the house a little bit because uh, you know it's we own the house as well but my nan my nan owns it <laughs> my nan my nan owns the house but you know the, the fact it's you know it's in the family's name if that makes sense and you know uh, we're, we're talking about getting a bit of you know a bit of work done to it done to it apparently that's something i keep doing lately I say lately, it's been happening the last few years, and it really, really gets on my nerves. Sometimes I, I add a H onto a word that doesn't need it. Like, I just said ith. Like, it doesn't have a TH in it. It just has a T. But I keep adding TH. Well, technically, I'm just adding the H. It's really, really annoying. But yeah, anyways, we, we, we're, we're on about getting an extension to the house um, in the next little while. So hopefully that's something that can happen uh, soon, because that would be that would be really cool. But anyways, uh, yeah, this is a Monday episode. Obviously, Friday's episode was a bit, uh, a little bit different, a bit of, a bit of a shoot, a straight shoot. I, I, you know, I said it from the beginning. That was my shoot interview in relation to sales. But as I said there, the lines being drawn under that, we won't talk about it now anymore. But uh, that's why I had to reference it here just to explain why I'm doing a Monday episode, which I haven't done for a while. And admittedly, I was a little bit kind of like, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to talk about on Monday, because the main topic that I really wanted to get out in the podcast, you know, last week was obviously the one that we did, and I thought, hmm, am I going to be able to think of some new content 
fresh content for Monday. You know, in, in, you know, that's such a short space of time. But there, there is something I kind of wanted to talk about on here, and I don't know if anyone else kind of experiences this. I'm sure, I'm sure people do, but it's just something I kind of felt like I wanted to come on and talk about, and that's nostalgia. And it's a discussion I've been having with a few people lately about nostalgia. And shout out to Porig, who gets the very special episodes of Straight Outta Cloin 2.0 labelled After Dark. So I normally send Porig almost pretty much a bonus episode of the podcast, which is essentially me just ranting and raving about what's going what's going on in my life. And, uh, you know, like just kind of giving him... I can talk, me and Porik have known each other forever, so the stuff I can talk about with him that I wouldn't be able to talk about on here. But something that did come up that I thought could cross over onto here was nostalgia. And it's funny, because, like, the kitchen I'm in now, like, I'm looking around this room, and there are a lot of memories here, and a lot of fond memories. But I remember Sir Alex Ferguson saying something before, that nostalgia can play tricks on your mind. And this was in relation to some of the classic Manchester United teams of the past. I think it was around the time we signed Robin Van Persie back in 2012. And people were saying, like, you know, about, about the squads that, that he's had over the years. And, uh, you know, like, how, how does the 12-13 the squad compare to, you know, the 08 09, uh, sorry, the 07 to 09, uh, you know, uh, three Premier League title winning team, three in a row Premier League title winning team who obviously won a Champions League in between as well. And, you know, the treble winning team who people obviously... Uh, sometimes forget that also went on to win three in a row in terms of the league and you know, he was saying like they were great squads but you know nostalgia can play tricks on people's minds and it, it makes nostalgia always makes you think that everything was better before but it, it it's funny that you know it, it's funny that we think that because no matter what situation or time period you're in in your life you'll always look back on, at another time period and think oh those were the days those were the days and I really, it's something I've tried to like master getting the better of. Because I think that's why, you know, in this day and age, people talk about mental health and people talk about, you know, feeling depressed or, you know, feeling down. And I, I do think a lot of that com- can come from nostalgia. I think it's always that thought of, oh, things always used to be better. And I remember towards the end of my college course, I was talking to one of the guys in the course who, for a few months, had been really worrying about when the course was going to end because we had such a great year. And I remember him saying to me that he was really, really worrying about you know when, it, when this ends. And I remember saying to him, dude, like, just fucking enjoy it. Because when this is over, you will miss it. We'll all miss it. So enjoy it now while it's here, because when it's gone, all you'll be able to think about is, I wish I enjoyed it more. So just enjoy it now while it's here. And then he asked me a question a few months, you know, a few months later. We were, I remember we were in Weatherspoons of all places. And he asked me a question as he was like reminiscing on some of the old times. He said, if there was a time period in your life that you could go back and relive, what would it be? And I gave a very Tyson Fury answer, but I stand by my answer. And I said, dude, none of them. I wouldn't go back and relive any time period. And here's why. And this is the thing about nostalgia. I have had, I'm lucky enough I've had some amazing time periods in my life, right? But in any time period that you can go back and think about in your lifetime, there was bad stuff happening as well. Like, you know, 2016, for example, which was the year I actually did my leaving cert and I finished school. Like, I was in a group of friends who at the time I was absolutely, like, mad about or whatever, even though now I don't think I talk to any of them. But the thing about 
that time period is as great as that was in terms of you know my social life and the amount of uh great times i was having with these you know these friends i had from school who i ended up keeping in contact with long after i left school is you know my my granddad was very sick during this period and a year later he'd end up passing away and i remember saying to the guy i went to college with like i wouldn't want to relive that like you know it, it it's very easy for me to say oh i'd go back and, and relive the great times but i fucking don't want to go back and relive the times our granddad was really sick and you know and you know ultimately left us like that's the thing about nostalgia it's just that i think as it's just human nature to kind of you know reminisce in in the in you know past times and, and past uh you know past glories but i think even when you look at sports like that's what separates the good from the great like Roy Keane, I remember him talking about this in an in, uh, interview before. I remember him saying that, uh, you know, the, de- the defeats always lasted longer than the victories did. Like that feeling of defeat always was more present in the next few days than the feeling of victory. Like he said, it was a very short, a very short um, time span where you could enjoy a win. I remember he said like the only real like big victories he could enjoy were the ones where they won trophies. But he said even then you know, a week or two later, you're already focusing on the next season. And it's like that elite mentality of like constantly chasing that victory. And some people might look at that and think that, oh, you know, but like, what's the point in chasing those victories if you can only, you know, celebrate it for a small amount of time? It's a fair argument and it's a fair answer and a fair response. But I think that you can reminisce in those past glories once you're finished, you know? And I think that's, you know, what Roy Keane, I think he always wanted, I think he said you always wanted to chase the next thing. You couldn't, you know, stay in the victory too long. Um, and I'm sure Roy Keane would tell you himself there were some massive celebrations for any of those league title wins. Or I know he missed the final in 99, but obviously it was a huge moment for the club and he obviously was a big part of it in the lead up to it. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, I don't know, it's just something I've been thinking about an awful lot lately. And I think it can happen as well when it comes to like, you know, TV shows or video games or, you know, even in my world, the pro wrestling world. It's, there is always that kind of feeling of, oh, like, you know, you're, I feel like it's gone a little bit now, but I remember for so long, on, like, week-to-week wrestling, everyone was like, oh, wrestling used to be so much better. Like, even, like, modern fans at the time would say this. Like, oh, wrestling used to be so much better, and like, oh, I wish we had Rock and Austin and Triple H and, you know, Undertaker back every week. And this was at a time where, you know, CM Punk, John Cena, Randy Orton... Batista, like, these guys were on our screens every single week. Uh, Edge was another one. Rey Mysterio. And we didn't realise what we had. Same, even if you go back, you know, that was obviously coming in towards the PG era, but, like, even, like, in the, you know, the Ruthless Aggression era where, you know, people talk about Triple H's reign of terror or, I don't know, JBL's long reign on SmackDown, like, people kind of, at the time, weren't very happy with it. But now we look back on that as like a fond period of time in wrestling. And I remember in 2014, Fergal Devitt, who obviously now known as Finn Balor, he did an interview, which I believe he actually did here in Cork. And he said that, you know, at at this stage on TV, you had the Wyatt family and the Shield and, you know, Cena was still hanging around at that stage. And and you had a, a lot of other names as well. And he was like, you know, I think eventually he said, we'll look back on this time period and go, Christ, like we didn't realize how good we had it then. Just like he said, when Benoit, Guerrero, like when, when those guys were, you know, becoming the top stars, you know, that um, th- th- people were getting fed up then. But now that's looked back on fondly. And even I remember like me, Porg and Alex before 
we kind of went through a period of time where we hadn't played a few of our favorite PS2 games in a little while. Now, it it was about maybe a year we hadn't played them. I, I would say it was roughly about a year. Um, and we got... The games we got were Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3, Spider-Man 2 for the PS2, and I think we got a couple of other games as well. And I remember Metal Gear Solid 2, like... That The reason that doesn't give me nostalgia, right? And this might sound weird. The reason Metal Gear Solid 2 doesn't give me nostalgia is because that has always been there. Metal Gear Solid 2 is very similar to the likes of Wrestling and Manchester United. It has always been a part of my life. So I felt like I can't feel nostalgia. Even when we when we went about a year without playing it, I felt like I this doesn't feel nostalgic. This just feels normal. But I remember that Spider-Man 2 game. You know, we reminisced about that game so much. And this was back in 2017. And we were reminiscing about that game so much. I remember finding it in CEX and we were like, oh man, I can't wait to hook this up and like see how great it is. And we hooked it up. And uh, to say that the game had not aged well was probably the understatement of the year. The graphics were terrible. The fucking, you know, the, the, the dialogue was a bit, you know, all over the place. And it just goes to show that, like, things evolve and things do actually get better in a lot of cases. Like, things weren't always, you know, as good as you, as as good as you remember them being, easy for me to say. Now, to be fair, another mistake I think we made there that's just dawned on me now is we actually played that game for the original Xbox as well. And maybe, I know there was a bit of a graphical upgrade on the original Xbox for that game, so that could also be the case too. But, like, another game that I think has that reputation is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Now, I've gone on record multiple times both on here on celtic codec you know just in day-to-day conversation with fellow gamers i think uh, grand theft auto san andreas is probably one of the most overrated games of all time and i think that is a pure example of nostalgia playing tricks on people's minds i think at the time in like 2005 you know up until maybe 2007 2008 that game was like a standard bearer in terms of, you know, that in, in terms of that style of approach when it comes to making a game. But now in 2023, if you ask me to play GTA San Andreas, all I'm going to do is I'm going to steal someone's car. I'm going to go over to the uh, to the rock channel, uh, the rock radio channel, and I'm going to wait for Cult of Personality to play. And then I'm going to stop playing the game because I feel like that is a... Just an absolutely horrifically, horrifically overrated game, and I know some people out there are going to be getting very mad at me. I know it has it has a, a historical significance, and it's a very important game in the history of gaming. And 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 like I'm not going to like diminish its importance in, uh, and its legacy in that regard, but to say that it's a timeless classic like Metal Gear Solid Two or Metal Gear Solid Three are is very very naive. I think like. Obviously, Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 3 are being re-released, and, you know, 3 is getting the, the remaster. But I think 3 is able... I think 3 can get the remaster because... I I always say I think that game was so far ahead of its time. I think both Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3, and even 1 to a certain extent, were very far ahead of their time storyline-wise. But when it comes to 2 and 3 in particular, graphics-wise, they were far ahead of their time. Like, if you look at Metal Gear Solid 2, and then you look at... GTA San Andreas. And if you told me 
And let's say I didn't know anything about those games, and you told me one of those games came out in 2001, and one of those games came out in 2005. I'd have been like, Jesus, like, things have come a long way since GTA San Andreas came out in 2001. Only to be told, no, 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 Metal Gear Solid 2 came out in 2001. And GTA San Andreas came out in 2005. That That's, a, you know, what else can I say? It, but it's just like, you know, three, I think 2 and 3 deserve... Re- I, I, you know, 3 obviously is getting the remake now, but I think those games do deserve a remake. And I think 1 as well, because that story is great too. But again, obviously it's PS1 graphics, which is, it's not the easiest thing to go back and play, and it's not the most aesthetically pleasing things these days when it comes to gaming remasters. Because I remember for years as well, people used to say, oh, San Andreas was so great, like, we need to get a San Andreas 2. Like, lads, that's essentially what GTA 5 is. <laughs> GTA 5 is essentially San Andreas 2. But I think that I'm glad it's not called San Andreas 2. Like, I'm glad it's just GTA 5 because I think it gave the game its own identity. And obviously going back to Grove Street is really cool. And the fact is, obviously, they're using the same... They're in the same location map-wise, but obviously they've upgraded a lot of the maps as well. Like, for me, that's what we need more of as well when it comes to these games. We need, like, sequels as opposed to remakes and 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 that's something as well when it comes to nostalgia that people get carried away with as well is saying we need this game remastered we need we need that game remastered it's like do we like i think your metal gear solid for example those are games i think that do need to be remastered uh i think the simpsons hit and run like i've seen some people say a sequel but i think i think it would be so much better if we got a remaster and actually shout out to um Oh my god, I'm after completely forgetting his fucking name. I think I've already spoke about this on here before, or maybe not. Maybe that was in an After Dark episode to Porig. But let me just double check. Uh, remaking The Simpsons Hit and Run. Big shout out to... Uh, I think it's Rubes, is how you say his name. He's a New Zealander who has, a t- so far, a nine-part series where he has completely remade The Simpsons Hit and Run. And it looks fucking insane. Uh, so th- that's what I think we could do with there. But like, people focus so much on nostalgic remasters that I think they forget that sometimes, you know, we need sequels as well. And we need things to keep progressing and we can't just stay stuck in one place. But of course there's exceptions to those rules. Like when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to like Metal Gear Solid, for example. And then, you know, it, it also like, when it comes to like nostalgia, when uh, or sorry, when nostalgia comes to TV programs, um, like... I was watching Jackass last night, the first Jackass movie. I hadn't watched it in fucking ages. And oh my god, the amount of things I forgot about in that movie and the amount of laughs I had, it was just fucking... It, like, it brought back such great memories and it was like, it reminded me of so many things that I'd forgotten about. But then there's times where like I can go back and watch... Like I remember someone saying to me, because recently uh, I got Paramount Plus, which is what I watched Jackass on, but I got it for South Park. And also on Paramount Plus are a lot of the kids' TV programs we grew up watching. And this is this is kind of go back to what I was saying earlier. Where p- people are like, oh, you should go back and watch like Drake and Josh or Zack and Cody and whatnot. There's a reason that I won't. There's And there's a, a, a strong reason why I won't. It's because that's where you can fall into the trap of thinking, oh, weren't things so much easier then? Or weren't, th- weren't things so much better back then? Like, I was... God, when I was watching Drake and Josh and Zack and Cody, I was... So, I got Sky in 2006, which is when I would have started watching these shows. So, in 2006, I was eight. 
And let's say I watched, I kept watching these shows up until I was about 13 or 14. So, about 2011-2012. Obviously, back then, I didn't have any worries when it came to, like, paying bills or, you know, trying to fucking, you know, I don't even know what else to say. Like, you know, trying to... Like, back then, you, you could dream about a lot of things. Like, you could dream about being on wrestling shows. You could dream about, you know, wanting to be a world-famous fucking star or whatever. And now, like, as an adult, like, I'm chasing these things. And I feel like, I don't know, you feel like you're, you've only got a certain amount of time to do that. Whereas back then, you feel like you've got you've got so much time to do it and, and you can't wait for it. And I don't know, I feel like sometimes with those programs... Those can be the things that bring you back to those time periods and really, and it can really bring you down. It really can. And I know I'm kind of going around in circles here and I won't lie. This was, you know, when I wanted to think about it, like sometimes I can just hit record and just start talking. But when it came to this episode, a Monday episode, I wanted to give something people to, th- I wanted to give some, uh, people something to think about. You know what I mean? I wanted to give people something to kind of debate about and something to kind of, you know, can you relate to it or do you have a different point of view on it? Like, it, it's crazy because like I, I'm saying all these things, but like, Something I love doing, for example, is going back, uh, going onto YouTube and going back and watching some classic Manchester United, you know, famous last minute winners or highlights of famous games we've played over the years. Or uh, I remember when we scored our 2000th league goal back in 2019, United actually put up a, it's like an eight hour long video of every single Premier League goal the United have scored. And sometimes I like throwing that on before a game and I watch like a season a season or two worth of goals that we scored in the Premier League. And, like, I get so much enjoyment out of that. But then I'm also coming on here and saying, oh, nostalgia can sometimes be a bad thing, which it's just crazy what a phenomenon nostalgia is. And it really just goes to show how crazy the mind actually is. Like, even something I've been experiencing a little bit uh, is this coming Thursday, I will be in Dublin yet again for a WWE house show. WWE, for the first time since 2019, are bringing a live event to Dublin. And my uh, two siblings, obviously, I'm bringing them up to see it. And my mother is going as well. But this is their first ever time going to see a WWE show live. And it's bringing me back to, like, when I was going to WWE shows growing up. Like, obviously, I've been to, God, countless house shows now, both as a child, as a teenager, and then as an adult. And, you know, I always get the same level of excitement. But I think when you're a kid, it's just, it's a different level of excitement. It's just, like, it's, it's crazy. And it's really, like you know, seeing them experience it is really, like, bringing me back to how I was feeling back then. And, like, it's mad to think that one day, Karis and Sean, my uh, my sister and brother, are both going to look back on this period and think, wow, like, geez, like, that was, you know, hopefully if they stay as wrestling fans as the years go on, they'll be like, wow, like, I remember that feeling of going to my first show and, like, here, you know, if, if they, you know, have, you know, they're, if they're bringing their future kids to shows and stuff. I know I'm kind of going on a rant now, but it's just mad how, like, that that can, that can kind of continue on as well. But yeah, like, that that's just kind of wanted... That was, like, the main thing I wanted to talk about on here, was nostalgia and just how, as Sir Alex Ferguson said, it really can play tricks on people's minds. And it really can make you think that things were always better before. But I think you get to a certain age where you realise that, no, every period in life will have good points and bad points. Like, right in front of me now is, you know, just to kind of talk about a time period I always, um, you know, reminisce about is college. And right in front of me is a poster from our last theatre show, Hot Water Music, directed by the great man himself, John Whitty. God, that's mad. Starts at 7.30pm, the 6th, 7th and 8th of April, 2022, in the Graffiti Theatre in Blackpool, County Cork. 
Like, what a time that was. And I do often find myself reminiscing in those times and memories. And uh, it, can, it can get emotional sometimes. And even, like, lately I was talking to my good friend Ali. Shout out to Ali, who I went to college with. And just saying that, like, I felt a serious case of withdrawal. A serious case of withdrawal when I left college. Because, like, I'd met all these new great people for the first time back in September. And I'd left a pretty toxic group before that. And I saw these people every week, five days a week, for nine months. And then all of a sudden that was gone. And I just didn't really know how to deal with it. And that was why it goes back to what I was saying earlier about the, the friend who was kind of worrying about college ending. I was like, enjoy it now. Because we will miss this when it's over. We will miss this when it's over. So the only thing we can do is enjoy it while it's here. Like there's really nothing else we can do other than that. Like that's that's what that's what we have to do. And uh, I'm glad I can say that I that I did that. But of course there's times where I miss it. But also to go back on what I was saying as well earlier. Like financially, this was a very challenging time. Like college students are amongst the poorest people in the country. <laughs> And like, you know, I had a little part-time gig that I, that I, you know, that carried me over for a bit. And I was entitled to back to education as well. So like I had a bit to carry me over, but at the same time, I also wasn't as financially secure as I, as I am when you know, when I work full time. So like, that's another way to think about it. So there's always, no matter what time in life you look back on, there will always be challenges that you had to face along the way. And it's the same in, in, in the future, you know? Uh, like someone who I know who's great at completely eliminating nostalgia is my partner Ashling, who is, as a lot of you know, she's half Irish, half French Canadian, living over in Montreal now, and she is so set over there that like she doesn't miss it here at all. And I'm getting to a stage now where, and this this is weird for me to say on a podcast like Straight Out of Cloyne, I cannot wait to leave this place one day, and I don't just mean Cloyne, I just mean the whole island of Ireland. And people can hear that and think, oh, you're not patriotic, you hate Ireland, blah, 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 blah. No, obviously I don't. I'm very proud of where I grew up. I'm very happy that I'm from Ireland, because Jesus Christ, you could be from a lot worse places than here. I think we are a great country, and I think that for a small country, we've achieved so much, whether it be sports, you know, music, even like, you know, food and drink beverages that are, you know, worldwide, uh, that are famous worldwide. Like, we have done so much for such a small nation that has only been, you know, independent for just over a hundred years. Like it is mental when you think about it, like the cultural impact we have on so many other countries. Like we literally have a holiday that's celebrated all over the world in St. Patrick's Day. But I think that sometimes, you know, you feel like you outgrow a place and you feel like you really want to experience something different. That's where I'm at at the moment. And I was talking to someone about this recently and they asked a very good question. If I was to move to, say, Montreal or to even Manchester or wherever, would I keep this show going and would it still be called Straight Outta Cloyne? And the answer is, hell fucking yes. <laughs> of course it would be, because this is called Straight Outta Cloyne. Not because we're recording it Straight Outta Cloyne, but that's where I'm from. I come, fr I come from right here, Straight Outta Cloyne. And no matter where I move to in the world, in the future... That will never change. Like, I will always be from here. And I'll always be proud to be from here. But at the same time, I think... I always... Like, this is something I encourage everyone to do. Because, like, I can't really give away too much at the moment. But I am getting the wheels in motion at the moment to, to move away from here in the next few years. 
and I can't encourage people enough to, to, to look towards doing that, uh, you know, at, 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 at one stage or another. And it's really fucking annoying now because as I'm recording, someone has rang the doorbell. Be right back. One eternity later. Sorry about that. I am back. Uh, my siblings did just call over. I'm actually recording this on my sister's birthday. So we had a great day out. Happy birthday to Karis. Um, but I just kicked both Karis and Sean's arse on WWE 2K23. So feeling good. The champ is still here. Uh, which is great as well. Because I'm currently dealing with not one. But two completely blown out shoulders. Which means that essentially all I'm able to do at the moment. Is record podcasts or stream. They're the only productive things I can do. Can't fucking train in jiu-jitsu. Thankfully, have no wrestling shows coming up uh, in the near future. In the in the immediate future, I should say. Um, meaning I get to rest up my shoulders a bit. But uh, I'm sure I'll be back uh, in a few weeks' time. But anyways, uh, all is good other than that. But yeah, uh, as I was saying, I think that I would... You know, Every time I see someone who's moved from Ireland or even you know people who I know in the UK who've moved away from the British and Irish, the British Isles and the Irish Sea, they just seem to have a new lease of life about them. And they just seem to have more of a a wider perspective on things because you've experienced more than one culture. And I think when I look at people who don't come from English-speaking countries who move to different places, they just seem to, they just seem to be able to do it a lot more seamlessly. Like, you know, when you look at it in football, like the, you know, English footballers up until recently, I feel like, you know, British footballers, I should say, very, very rarely went abroad. But I think we're starting to see it a bit more now. And it, it's good to see as well, because I think, it you know, you can only learn so much around the, your surroundings that, you, that you've been brought up in. I think it, it is good to leave the nest and experience something else as well. Um, but yeah, I'll be honest with you, after taking that little break there to hang out with my siblings, I've completely lost my train of thought, so this is probably the best place for me to end the episode. But anyways, glad I got the Monday, epi- uh, Monday episode out, easy for me to say. Uh, there may not be an episode this Friday. I will wait and see. Obviously, I've got a bit of a busy week coming up. I'm obviously going to Dublin on Thursday with the siblings for the WWE show, so what I might even do is I might record one Friday and have it up Saturday. Um, I'll see. I'll see what the story is. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I will be streaming as well uh, tonight at the time of release. Uh, Clone United Season 4 starts tonight at 9.30pm GMT, Irish slash UK time. Uh, We've made a lot of big changes to the squad. So if that's something you think you'd be interested in, please feel free. uh, Please feel free and tune in. Yeah, it's a, it's a great community we have over there. And uh, if you like a bit of FIFA career mode, then uh, I think you'll really enjoy our series. But I'll leave you all now with the classic wrestling promo. Thank you all so much for listening. Talk to you next time. WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guest at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy. Nothing means nothing. Nothing, nothing means nothing. Man. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Or I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah, unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh yeah, Macho Madness. Yeah, has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania three. Yeah, let me say it. Yeah, let me say it. Loud. And let me point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation. The Macho Man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision. Yeah, I am the cream in the world.
World Wrestling Federation. Wait, wait a minute, and there is no doubt about it. Yeah, you mean Gene Okerlund. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Oh, wait, wait a minute, though, Randy. I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the Intercontinental Champion today? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Outside interference here. Yeah. In my moment of glory. Yeah, no, I'm living in a nightmare. And I am the cream. And now, not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt must fall, but the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Because Hulk Hogan, yeah, I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. And there is no one that does it better than the Macho Man Randy Savage. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah. And I'm talking to everyone in the World Wrestling Federation. And I'm even talking to President Jack Tunney, yeah. I'm on my way. And nothing is gonna stop me. Nothing's gonna stop me. You know, just out of curiosity, Randy and I certainly don't want to diminish your tremendous uh, God-given talents, but, but I'm very curious. I haven't seen Elizabeth lately. Yeah. She's on the outside of the ring. Does she interfere in matches? Yeah. Nothing. Zero. Yeah. Pure athlete. Yeah. And I've been, uh, yeah, maligned from the top to the bottom. And because they can't handle the macho man Randy Savage, the cream of the crop, nobody does it better.